After Buzzers, we're about to discuss episode four of Sun Records with some very special guests with us tonight. And the episode is Record Man Blue, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, boy, you're saying Tamara's great at singing this song. Goodness gracious. We are so excited to have these very special guests on the show today. We've got Christian and Jonah Lees on the show with us tonight. Just to introduce ourselves, I'm your host, Allie Nasta. You can find me on Twitter at Allie Nasta and on Instagram at Allie Girl. And Christian, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Christian underscore Lees or Twitter at Christian Lees with three E's. And Jonah, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram as Jonah Lees. Or on Twitter as Jonah Rules. I made it when I was 13. So. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that how it all goes? Tamara yeah. Brown, where can they find you? I'm actually Tamara Lees, and we're triplets. Yes. <laughs> I'm, you can find me. Uh, I'm Tamara Brown. You can find me on Twitter at Brown Tamara or on the YouTubes at Hey Tamara. Alrighty. Well, just as exciting as this is, we've got Jerry Lee Lewis we're listening to, and the one that portrays Jerry Lee Lewis in the actual show. Like, I feel like we need to do a round of applause. Yeah. Because these guys. Christian and Jonah are amazing. Can we not agree on that? Thank you so much for coming thank, in thank tonight, you guys. So much for we having so us. appreciate having you, you here, especially yeah. this late. We're recording yeah. late tonight, folks. So, oh, you got yeah. the right guests for that. <laughs> yeah, we're both actually like musicians, and we're on a musician's track, so we like to like. We're not turning like three a.m. for it, so we perfect. Like, oh, then that's then this is right up your alley, huh? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. dinner time right now. Well, you know, obviously you're twins, right? So, are you're identical twins? Yes. Really? Who's identical twins? <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah. So who's technically the oldest? Yes. Oh. oh. <laughs> Sorry. I got a Too little late. bit of a hint. So Christian, you're the oldest. I am. You're all, so I, I do dispute that sometimes, actually, <laughs> because oh, here we go. It was a cesarean. <laughs> okay. And you know they say so it was anybody's game. He was the you know actually you know they say the oldest is stronger because he pushed his way out and he won the race ball. but hang on a second because it's a cesarean and he was weaker the doctor needed to pull him out first but then, but I could stick argument, it longer so I'm technically older my argument, you got saved but my argument is I don't know anybody else that defines age on how strong or weak you are oh. that's how when you come out, I came out first, so... I didn't come out at all, so... Well, oh, <laughs> I we guess, go. well, we actually have Mom in the audience here, or not the audience, right here on the couch, here <laughs> listening audience, right here. Peanut so gallery. Audience, whatever. <laughs> um, so that is just the twin, I guess, the twin story with you guys. Yes. But getting right into it, um, I just wanted to talk about your characters and the history behind it. So did you guys kind of know about them prior to being on the show, or did you kind of have to do research in order to kind of maintain these roles? Um, I'm a little bit ashamed to say I didn't know too much mm-hmm. about Jerry. Um, not as much as I'd like to, anyway. I think that's absolutely. You, you're like 22, right? <laughs> There's. I would be shocked and amazed if you knew who Jerry Lee Lewis was. But um, uh, I have actually. My dad is an identical twin. Oh wow! And they're both musicians. Oh and cool. He, uh, my uncle Craig would play that song to me, "Great Balls of Fire." Yeah, we remember that. Uh, yeah. To make us laugh. And that's my memory, really, of, of Jerry Lee Lewis. Wow. Um, and then, obviously, when I auditioned, I did lots and lots of research. Yeah. Um, I didn't um, know Jim, who Jimmy Swaggart was at all, um, actually. Um, so there was a lot of research involved, but um, 
we we loved um finding out uh, you know about these guys and it, we relate a lot to the characters you know and their and their um brotherly connections so, yeah you know, yeah well since you guys are british did you it ha- did you know anything about like the southern evangelists like the pentecostal like how any of that those like tent revival stuff worked did you know about that? We, we do. We, we have we have it on them on TV, and you know that they're about, and we know about them. But um, we just didn't know any by name, or didn't follow any yeah. particularly low heavily. You know, but you then, knew it was like a thing that yeah. existed. Yeah, yeah. We, but we didn't know how it worked. Yeah. But we did know of it, and and uh, we did used to do Southern accents a lot in school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a lot of practice just just playing around at school with those accents. We did. Well, I thought that was one thing that we wanted. When I watched the first episode, I thought, like, I literally almost kind of, like, jumped back. Like, that was impressive because you guys captured the accents so well. There was no flaws whatsoever. So kind of doing those accents, too, do you guys have a ritual before you go and you shoot a fit, like, a scene? One thing I will say, it's it's a lot easier, actually, in um, playing a real person. Um, because if you're just to play a character, mm-hmm. um, you look, you ask them the accent and the region, you know, whatever, and then you have to just look up on YouTube that accent. But if you can look at a character, you can hear their their vowel sounds and their, you know, their their way yeah. of speaking and their just their whole thing. So it's actually right. much easier. You can copycat. And, I, you know. I did notice, especially this past episode, you took on the uh, the Jerry Jerry Lee Lewis has always had this very like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, animated way, you know, like you you took that on. And <laughs> so I think as as the more you listen to someone, the more subconsciously it goes in, and because everybody has patterns, you know, everybody mm-hmm. has a way of speaking, and uh, I think southern the southern accent has a lilt to it anyway. Jerry's is just kind of like up here, yeah, um, which is so fun, um, and he also has um, a kind of s that. Matthew McConaughey has because mm. I kind of linked it to that <laughs> yeah. way like Jolie Lewis yeah like that that's true um, so all the little stuff really helps because subconsciously I guess I never noticed that till you said that you yeah. recognize that, it yeah I definitely recognize that um, but going into Jerry Lee Lewis you actually got to meet him in person I Ooh. did so did that kind of help you capture the the character of Jerry more in tune unfortunately I met him towards the end of filming so ah. I met him toward uh, three weeks before we, we finished but um also, he's pretty sad. He's like old and feeble now. He's he, very. He yeah. is. He feeble. is. I mean, he's 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 in his eighties. Yeah. The craziest thing to me was, and what threw me back, mm-hmm. was um, he was ex- exactly the same man. Um, really. He, I mean, literally, the only difference was he spoke a little slower. Yeah. He would he he would answer in exactly the same way as as he would when he was back there in the fifties. Oh, um, cool. It was re- way too surreal for me. To, I didn't even introduce myself. Um, <laughs> He's very turned on, isn't he? He's very, I was you know. so I was so nervous. I, he didn't know who I was the first few minutes, and I had to just like I was just kind of watching him. Yeah, mm-hmm. were you um, kind of like starstruck in a way? Like, wow, this is someone I'm because you at that point had done so much research that it was kind of like whoa. I mean, I'd lived him for three yeah. months, so I'd been watching him every day, mm-hmm. and to see him sat in front of me, I, I still hard for me to to, to describe. Yeah. It. He's I, a legend. I, bet, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wish I could. I wish I could meet him. I have. I've seen him um, far away mm. uh, at one of one of when he still plays like rockabilly shows. But yeah. um, 
I've never met him. Yeah. But I do remember there was this interview on The View a couple years ago with him, and he was just, he looks very frail. Like, even just on camera with the makeup and the lights and stuff, he was still kind of shaking a little bit and looked just so frail. Yeah. And I remember the ladies of The View were like, so, you married your 13-year-old cousin. It's just like, uh, do we have like, to go no, there? Yeah. With the, we don't, uh, that, we've been down that road. <laughs> like, do we really have to attack the elderly man yeah I don't yeah. think I, I think he has a lot more bite than he's he may look you know he may yeah. give off that's great um, to hear he because he's so like he's so like there he's mm-hmm. so in, right right it's there it's amazing to hear him speak okay, about here's, here's why, the way I'll prove it I said is there anything you want to put in the second season or anything if, yeah. if, if we get it yeah and stuff like that and his stories and I won't tell you the stories just in case that does happen but I he did tell me exactly what his first car was down to the cent what he paid for it almost the day that he bought it that's amazing he said it was two hundred and ninety three dollars thirty three cents that's that is that is amazing to even know that cars mean a lot to him i guess yeah Yeah. cars do mean a lot to him yeah obviously music and the whole time i was speaking to him his fingers were going like on his armchair just constantly just keeping his because he's probably still like the music is just flood like flooding through his brain i'm Mm -hmm. sure and he spoke about, he, he told us stories of Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis as if they were family, friends, like sure. obviously well, on first name were, basis yeah. and, and just remembered everything. That's crazy. As and if it had just happened. Man, and Jonah, you haven't met uh, Jimmy Swagger, but you mentioned there was a YouTube video or something that... I, I, I have recently been sent a video yeah. um, on Twitter, mm-hmm. which made my day, of, um, <laughs> of um, Jimmy uh, speaking at his, um, you know, at his church, you know, that they do, they, it goes out on TV and like everything. Like currently? Or yeah. what era? Cu- well, currently. He, he was talking about the show. He said he'd seen the, a, oh, a clip wow. of me and, and Christian on the show. I think he, he saw, um, probably, most probably the first, our first scene at mm-hmm. Haney's in episode two. And he just... Um, went on to say about how he loved that time and Elvis and he was so happy that Jerry Lee was still with us and then he just said he wouldn't have changed a thing from that um, time and that was that was all he said but it was just lovely that he, he gave that kind he was like a seal he didn't say anything bad about it I was so chuffed like he's <laughs> seen it and he was like he approved so that was great yeah I mean how does that feel just hearing those words come from him as well as the fan base I mean you guys have kind of I think captured them so amazingly how does it feel to know that your art is being recognized um, fantastic um, you know it, I, I feel so privileged to have met Jerry mm-hmm. and and because uh, nobody really else has that privilege uh, in the, on the music kind of standpoint and I know how much Drake would love to have met Elvis <laughs> sure. and how much Kevin would have loved to have met Johnny Cash yeah. so I didn't take it lightly yeah. and also he kind of gave me his seal of approval he told me that he watched his wife Judith had showed him a video of me playing and singing the piano and he said yeah I saw, saw you singing and stuff on stage <laughs> well I, th- I think you'll do alright <laughs> and then oh I just God. I just just stopped I just stopped and and That's I kind of literally thought, exactly how he said. Like you've like you've logged that in your memory. <laughs> and, like, and to me, and obviously I do care. But at that point, I was like, "That's it. I'm I'm happy now." Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Who really else do you need it. to please? That's I'm it. I'm kind of happy yeah. now because I, I mean, for an actor to, mm. to 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 play a real person, to meet them, and then for them to not say you're not doing it right. Yeah, you know what I mean? definitely. Um, it's amazing. Was 
was the best yeah, thing. Yeah, I could imagine and, how that could be. And he's also, I mean, a lot of people have played Jerry Lee Lewis before, so t- for him to say that to you yeah. is, is an honor. Oh, yeah. it's mo- I got emotional, honestly. Um, it's an emotional thing, yeah. It was yeah. such a big moment that I couldn't really take in until he'd, he'd, he'd gone away and yeah. until I could soak it in. <laughs> You're like, and wait, that's that That last thing he said to you, he was like... The last thing he said to me um, <laughs> was... Uh, he shook my hand and he said, "You do me proud, boy." That was the last <laughs> thing he said to me, and he walked out. And wow, uh, I, was, I, I, was, I was like crying. I mean, That's <laughs> special. Like yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. I just got chills. Yeah. That's amazing. And his and his whole family have been nothing but sweetness to me and Jonah, my mom. They I mean they invited us to the house. The son is constantly tweeting wow. me. It's cool. Jerry Lewis the third is on Twitter. And Judith. Yeah, I think I saw That's that, and great. I was like, "Wait, is this the real?" It is. <laughs> yeah, and they're amazing, and they're also supportive, and yeah. they're following and uh, promoting the show. And mm. I wonder yeah. if they helped in the research of of the show at all, because the writers have clearly done a lot of you know not just not just all the things that we all know about uh you know autobiographically how what happened but um you know i wonder if his family played a role in a lot of the research if they didn't before they are now yeah. especially through me because i've told them direct stories that jerry told me right mm-hmm. hopefully yeah um and i think they, they will it's really interesting you know to i think that we're doing a great job with his like uh, like i'm so happy with it because i i knew it was a sensitive subject that mm-hmm. we were touching on and then when i read the script and then saw the outcome. I th- I was really happy because obviously we're we're making a TV show, so it can't be a documentary. But at the same right. time, we are being respectful, you know, to the real stories. We're not telling some crazy, like making up any crazy lies. And this is basically what happened. We're just, you know, we've got to put it all into it. episodes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, know. I was I was actually um, ta- we talked about this last episode that it felt like some of these stories were fake almost. So I went and did some research and found out that it was real. So it's really it's it's kind of nice to know that I shouldn't be like having a guard of like is that real is it not because so far everything it's like check that's it's verified it's verified so that's amazing that they're able to capture these stories and make it come to life for everybody yeah. Um, and also, you guys had talked about a little bit of the director and how this show kind of has that movie feel about it, and you wanted to speak about it. I, I just think Roland is such a big part of this show, and I can guarantee you it would not be as good without him. It wouldn't be the same show as with any director, but Roland really paints a picture. Um, I remember I would watch The Monitor, on, on days I wasn't filming and I didn't need sound because his shots are so beautiful um, it's very cinematic I think the first um, glimpse you see of the whole series in episode um, one the first time we got a chance to see it mm-hmm. I was blown away um, it's like watching a, it's like watching a movie and that's not easy to do and it's because he's a movie director he's a feature film director we were so lucky with to Robert have him De Niro. on board I mean, he's yeah he's worked with the best and, and, and he treated it like a big feature film you know he did all of the episodes and um, he spent every day we would see him like like going through the scripts like he was so dedicated and, and, and he, we were just so thankful to have him because it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the show also the way he works mm-hmm. with actors mm-hmm. phenomenal yeah really really is well I feel like it, it shows because I've just keep repeating about how convincing it is and how each of you guys not only is the directing amazing but your acting and the way you're portraying these characters right, right down to the twang of the voice so just I think as a whole this show is just blowing us fans away at least I can say that um, and it's it's really exciting to kind of see each episode grow and grow a little bit more 
um, to get into this episode a little bit, um, how was it like, like jumping into the car and feel, shoot, feel like shooting that scene? I actually say it was my favorite scene to shoot. Really? Um, Where do you shoot it, by the way? Um, we shot it Arkansas. in Arkansas. It was in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, we because it wasn't my favorite scene of all the scenes, mm-hmm. the scene in the car, but it was my favorite to shoot because I was in a 50s yeah. car. And I'm pretty sure, like, I'm a Back to the Future fan, I, and mm-hmm. I, I'm sure some some car buffs will tell me it's not the exact same type <laughs> of car, but right. it looks very, very similar to the one that Biff drives or whatever. Mm-hmm. Biff's is black, but when we got into it, I was like, dude, this is this is it. This, this is, is Biff's car. And, <laughs> and we, um, we freaked out. <laughs> and um, I, was, I was pretending to and be... And who doesn't want to jump into a convertible in, in, I mean, in the 50s? And I got to actually drive it, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's pretty sweet. It was pretty amazing, you know, and I was just there happy. I was, you know, and I, and I even did that little stunt, well, that little twirl, you know. I did, I, I, I was just yeah, really... Yeah, you did your own stunts. Well, oh. Yeah. Look I, at, we got a stuntman on, on deck. I know, I was bragging about it when I got back. I was like, you need to put that in the... I'm the stuntman. <laughs> yeah, and you guys were definitely um, breaking into places like the church where you, you see a lovely woman, Peggy. Yes, yes, we do. So, um, yeah, we actually have we, we have, actually have Peggy here. Yes. Kate Poole is here with us. She's here. <laughs> She's getting shy. Yeah, but, um, but so just kind of like your characters and how you intertwine together... How did you guys, I mean, obviously you're brothers, but that chemistry is just so ecstatic and crazy. Do you guys work together when you're doing the scenes, or do you kind of go up separate and apart and then come together? We, we work, we, like, I mean, we work together. It's, it's interesting. When we get into costume, a lot of the time we'll, we'll be uh, half in character. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I'm not preaching to people <laughs> at lunch, but I'm trying to, to stay... Um, it just helps. Yeah. Um, so, and actually on the way, definitely on the way to set, when you know you've not got long before you're filming, we would, we would talk well, and, as, as, the, as our characters. Here's you know. what was funny. A couple weeks into the shoot, mm-hmm. a couple of the people on the set, like people around the set, didn't realise we were English because we would speak yeah. in, in a southern accent in costume yeah. just mm-hmm. because it helps. Mm-hmm. And also we have an English director. Mm-hmm. So if you're speaking to him in an English accent, right before you do a take and he's giving you directions in an English accent right. you have to be careful not to slip yeah. back into that yeah. so uh, we, we made a big effort to do that so we would improvise like little scenes before we went on just to kind of get ourselves into character and also we lived in the same apartment so we always yeah. worked yeah and we, we always I mean I think actually a lot of the actors it always depends you know but we're such a family like yeah. one thing I have to say that the cast is such a family I've never ever had that with any <laughs> cast like we all got on so well like usually you stop filming and you you have your days off and everyone like goes into their room and then they have their alone time but we were all having cookouts and playing darts and and so that really helped and we genuinely all worked together so well too like everyone wanted to read it with each other and help mm-hmm. each other out and that was amazing to have that mm-hmm. was really that's amazing. cool I, f- I feel like it's like a trend uh right now for we, there's a lot of shows with Brits playing Southern people, uh, and it's almost like now when I see uh, any show that's predominantly Southern, I'm like, are any of them American? They're I just British. don't even. They're yeah. British. <laughs> but you guys do uh, a better job than a lot of people they see on a lot oh. of a lot of shows now <laughs> with the much. accent. Yeah. yeah. You know. You know what's weird? I, I think it's. I think it is easier for an English. 
person to do a southern accent than it is if you're Californian or I've, something like that. Uh -huh. Doing like an English accent. I think it's an easy, easy, you know, so when we were younger. But I mean, you mean doing a southern accent as opposed to any other American accent? Is that what you yeah. mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I bet. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, there's something quite similar. I mean, um, I know as kids that the first accent we would imitate is the southern and it must be quite close to the British accent because it was so natural to us. Yeah. Wasn't it? And I don't know, we loved, I mean, we, we loved a lot of, of westerns and, or maybe, you know, places where you might hear a southern accent. So yeah. maybe that's another reason why we picked it up so quickly. And also there's like, I mean, if you're from Georgia, you'll have a soft R, which is very English. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that know? is true. Mm. I guess I never thought about it that way. Mm -hmm. I think it's funny because it's always like swapped. Like when, like, I feel like when I was little, it's like cool to do like practice <laughs> on an English accent. Yeah. So it's funny to think that you guys were kind of like watching the Western and having like that Southern accent where you're <laughs> in just school playing around in, in school in London. Let's, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just saying in school in London, that's what we would do with our friends, the Southern yeah. accent. Allie, can you do a British accent? Oh, I don't know. I'm not very good at, at it. I don't know. Is that is that okay? It's not, I, bad. It's not bad. It's not, it's not bad. bad. It's not bad at all. That's not bad. My name is Jerry Lee Lewis. I'm from Louisiana. <laughs> I'm going to play you this song on this here piano. How's that? Almost. You're Cockney. You're Cockney. Yeah, that was okay. Definitely oh. from... Because <laughs> if, you're, if you're like you're Cockney or a Londoner, you say piano. 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 But if, if you're, you're from where we are, we'd say piano. Piano. Oh, piano. 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 Yes. It's like the O's. Just you wait, Henry Iggins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tim's going to be like going home, like oh, practicing. Oh, 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 Chimney sweep. One of those. Mary Bobbin. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, I've... That's my favorite thing is to hear people do other people's accents. Yeah, I used to that a lot. I liked I liked English accents. They're fun. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just like okay. Um, anyways, going back into like more of the episode. Uh, this this episode, we had a lot of Sam Phillips and his um like his records. They, he they made it to number one for the Rhythm Boys, which turned to Delta Cats. Yes. yes. Which he do you feel like he definitely? I mean, this is obviously a real thing, but if we want to talk about the episode a little, I was like, no, stop jumping to conclusions and spending all of your money in one place. You've just sold one record, yeah. and it kind of bit him. Like yeah. in the foot in yeah. this episode, it, it did. Um, I think that might happen with a lot of passionate people and creative yeah. people like Sam was. You know, he heard the music and if he believed in something, <laughs> he was gonna go full throttle. And I think that is, you know, those type of gambling kind of personalities mm -hmm. that go full on, they, they go all the way on nothing. That's the only way you can make like a big success. You know, you would really have to take risks. So yeah, I mean, it paid off for him in the end. We all know. But, yeah. Um, to see, it's it's really interesting to see sometimes that doesn't work all the time. Yeah. No. Know? And he had all these people kind of tell him no and no, and he just didn't give up. And I find it really interesting in this episode too that Marion was really the the stickler. She like laid down the law and made sure that this was going to happen for Sam. Mm. Yes. Which it's crazy because we were. I think Tamara mentioned she didn't even realize. That Marion was a was a real was a real person, yes. a real part of the record um, company, yeah. and she actually was like a huge backbone of it. From what we're seeing so far, yeah, she she was amazing. She's actually credited of, to be the first person ever to record Elvis. 
Mm. Um, that's yeah. yeah. Very that's very strong female yeah. character. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad of that. We do. Yeah. We have a we have we have a lot of strong female characters <coughs> in our show, and you will grow. You I mean you'll th- you'll find out how strong yeah. they are soon. Jennifer um, Holliver, Holland Holland <laughs> Jennifer Holland is Becky, and then um, oh she's phenomenal. Margaret Aaron Florence is yeah. um, um, Marion, and they're yeah they're both um, amazing, and you get to see how how strong those women were, which is great in that t- time too. Definitely, yeah. you know. Because yeah. you don't get to see that a lot. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad we're seeing going to see more of it because this episode, especially when we started with uh, in the German beer garden. Yeah. <laughs> the way that they were treating the like beer. I think they in those days they'd called them like beer winches, yes. but like um, the way they were all just fondling her and she's just got this huge smile yeah. the whole time. I was like, either <laughs> like clearly male writing staff or were they it made me wonder like were they sort of in the the reality of what those beer garden servers were they prostitutes like what was that about I was I mean, wondering I mean I, I, it's that's yeah that was it, that's interesting to think about I mean there's definitely because they were just passing that girl around mm. and she just had the biggest smile that whole scene I was just like what's really ha- am I mm. missing something what's happening yeah, it's here it's interesting to think about the different you know obviously it was in the 50s was such a different time and they were so behind the times with all of that kind of stuff the way women were treated was disgusting and and the racism so I mean it's it's very um, possible that that was going on it is very possible yeah I mean we see Sam Phillips you spoke about like racism but we see Sam really stand up for them, which was amazing to see. I love he, that scene. Yeah, mm. it was so powerful, and it's like, yeah, that's right. Like, like Sam, like push him away, and I thought it was great. He just walked away and scoffed because it's like, yeah, you're wrong. Yeah. You know, the one thing that the musicians had and the people who loved music, because mm-hmm. um, when you're growing, when you're growing up with the people telling you this is don't like that guy, right. you know, because they look different and you're better than them. It's hard to break away from that, even if you're, you know, you're being told that all the time. But the people that, the, the musicians that they had a lot in common, like people like Sam Phillips, Elvis, yeah. they heard the music, they loved it, they were passionate about it. And then that made them colorblind, you know. And then there were these people who was like, no, actually, I, I, I don't. And I love Keir's, like uh, Dewey's comment. It was like, do you like watermelon? Yeah. It's yeah. such a good, it's great. You know, I think Dewey comes out with some crazy one-liners, but if you really listen to him, I think that's a great part of the show because they they're disguised in craziness. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time, Dewey will come up with like a little nugget of like Definitely. gold, and you'll be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, he knows what he's talking about." Yeah, I think just even seeing the passion through these characters of who these people really were in the beginning is what kind of makes it so exciting too, because these were real people that we only like. I mean, we grew up knowing them as like household names, but we didn't know this like the struggle or the behind the story you just kind of knew them as like, oh this is Elvis Presley oh this is Johnny Cash so just seeing them kind of struggle a little bit but like have their passion and really just stand their grounds is just so exciting but I hope they do show a little bit of reality as well because even as open-minded white men of that era there are microaggressions that I'm sure they all you know committed because mm-hmm. there's no way you couldn't have in the 1950s to be a white man raised in the south like I'm sure even as open minded as they were for the time I'm sure they all said and did inappropriate things also of because course. I mean I guess you'd be raised no in hell to a certain extent yeah. if you didn't follow some of the um, the rules that were set in place you know yeah so um, you know we uh, I wonder if there I, I would like to see a little bit more of you know um, it can't you know just be completely saints in that respect right because um you know it was the reality of what it was like back then there there was there was 
a dark time in our history. Yeah. Um, uh, and everything's fine now. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. <kidding>. I, I, <laughs> um, so, um, uh, but I was really excited that uh, they brought the Ike, Ike Turner character uh, yes. into yes. this episode. Yes. He's great. Carrie Holiday. Man, it, it's, you know, I kind of said the last episode how, um, you know, what we learn of Ike Turner now. He's, you know, seen as as uh, a wife beater and a uh, philanderer and all of these things. But he, Rocket 88 was the first rock and roll song. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of credited with being the first rock and roll song that to be on the charts. On the, amp. the fuzz guitar. And, and that was broke. The and, amp was broke. Yeah. And that happened because um, I think that was one thing that was different. In the episode, uh, the the amp was shot, but I think in reality it, the amp it's kind of goes back and forth of what really happened, but yeah, anyway. it's blurry, he, isn't it? It's People blurry. Go, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know I, we'll have to ask the writers whether they whether they were close to finding some evidence to, to lead that way, but there are a couple different stories mm-hmm. as, as to how the amp um, broke. Yeah. Yeah, that you're right. But but the fact that you know Ike Turner wrote that song, uh, you know, cre- made the fuzz the fuzz guitar a, yeah. a popular thing, and you know, and then um, Bill Haley went on to you know make give that song a more chart success. But like I feel like his contribution to rock and roll is sometimes forgotten because of his dark you know the the dark sides of him that we forget. But he's you know Ike Turner is certainly a music legend. Oh, cool. well, yeah. he 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 influenced Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, because that's who he was listening to. Um, you know, you, Jerry was one of the last ones to make it, and he was listening to them all. And being influenced by all of them. Yeah, and yeah. you had actually mentioned something about he hasn't been inducted to the um, country hall. Of Fame. I wanted to say, people go check out my Twitter. It's kind of down there. Check out Jay Lee Lewis is the third's Twitter. Um, there is a petition that you can sign and share. And to induct Jerry Lee Lewis into the Country Music Hall of Fame, I mean, it's it's ridiculous that he hasn't been inducted years ago. He he had a he he has had a longer country music career than he has a rock and roll career. He's That's been in crazy. the country music business f- for years, far more years than he has a rock and roll career. Yeah. He made such an influence in that field, in a yeah. massive. That country music is one of the biggest music markets out there and he's impacted it so much yeah. and I think he should be inducted yeah. for sure well, th- there you have it is there a hashtag Sign that us. we need to yeah. that we need to assemble here <laughs> Lee Lewis and, uh, inducted yeah. Say your, what's your Twitter handle one more time it's at Christian Lees with three E's okay and it, everybody go there underscore? Hmm? Isn't there an underscore? There's an no. underscore in my Instagram. Ah, got it. Okay. underscore in my Instagram. Good to, good to know. <laughs> yeah. um, Sign that petition. Yeah, I think yes. that's... I mean, it's a great thing that you bring up, too, because all this music was kind of... It was like rockabilly, rock and roll, country. They all kind of, in a way at this time, I feel like intertwined with each other, and it was just kind of pulling, I feel like, certain songs away to make them stand and gospel. alone. Yeah. It was a kind of... It was, a, it was a mix of all of them that just kind of made magic. And, yeah. uh, you know, these guys would literally take hymns and completely almost remix them as yeah. you would talk about it now you know they would they would just do their the best they could could with what they thought was okay they were very religious people yeah. but the, the the gospel kind of hymns weren't speaking to them mm-hmm. and they had to didn't have that feeling like yeah. like Jimmy said and you know 
they were making history without realizing it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. And even just intertwining the gospel in there, and it's kind of crazy to see that's how Elvis really started getting that feeling. And he even said it in this episode, like, you feel it in your heart. It's something mm. different. It's These people are speaking words. These other people are speaking from the heart, yes. which is crazy. It's amazing. Now, you, you played the piano, right? Mm-hmm. You For real, you play? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. But it, did it, you have to kind of learn that style? Of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I played, I've been playing for years since I was 13, 14, like, but more like Billy Joel, Elm John yeah. type stuff. Um, love Billy Joel. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, love, I love Billy Joel. Um, we, and bo- I, we both play in, in, both in, play. in the show, and, and Christian helped me out a lot, because I, I play the piano, mm-hmm. but um, I'm, I'm definitely more of a guitarist, so but he helped me out a lot. Yeah, and I mean, as soon as I got the the audition let alone mm-hmm. got the part as soon as I got the audition I was on the piano every day um, basically it's like learning to ride a bike again because I, I don't want to bore you with it but no I, I'm actually <laughs> intrigued I actually wanted to know like if you guys actually played and sung these songs oh yeah everything every music you hear from us is completely live recorded during the take oh um, my gosh and uh, we it's it basically in modern piano it's kind of more work on this hand but in mm-hmm. in Jerry's time it was a lot with the left hand that bass yeah. hand is so difficult the right hand is kind of got right yeah, like that. Yeah. this yeah. is kind of just yeah. pumping out stuff yeah. um but what's great about it is I'm playing Jerry Lee Lewis at 16 years old so I'm learning with him right. which is you know yeah. um the same as everyone I think p- people might not understand like these we 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 there's got to be you've got to see these characters grow so um you're not going to be seeing Elvis Presley yeah. like, or Johnny Cash or Jerry Lee Lewis you know you're seeing kids mm-hmm. grow into the people so right. i wouldn't be concerned if you're thinking well that's not 100 because we, you know that we there, there's got to be a, a growth and Definitely. people right. and also yeah Jerry doesn't like i said he's the took him the longest to make it mm-hmm. um you won't he was younger. Unfortunately, you won't get to see him do a performance as such, but you will get to see him figure out some hymns and, and start to experiment. We're and actually 16 in this, and it's, aren't we? And it's all us live. Mm. Um, That's amazing. Mm. And, and, like, even the piano, too, like, it's just you guys are going for it. So they, they literally, they say action, and we, we do it. and we, we you, might have, it. you might have some more piano from us in, uh, later on in the series. We have... Uh, a, a, Actually, our musical director, Chuck Mead, mm-hmm. is fantastic. Any He's piano incredible. that I play, um, I basically figured out myself, but with with the help of Chuck Mead, who uh-huh. would say, maybe do this here, or maybe right. this oh, will sound more like... He did so much work on this show. He put so much of the music into the show, let alone, you know, with any musicians that were playing live. Here's, or... here's a fun fact that I think people should know. Yeah. Episode two, if, okay. if Maggie hadn't changed her mind. Maggie hadn't changed her mind. B.B. King. Chuck Mead wrote that song. Yeah. Oh wow! They couldn't. They did. Get we just have a BB King the song. Yeah. Oh. And and when I heard the song, I was like, "Dude, this is one. Of, this is one I of wanted my to learn it. Where, yeah. where was this? It. When did yeah. you record this?" And Chuck was like, "Oh no, I wrote that one." And I was like, oh, "Well, because we were awesome. like, is that actually that's the first crazy. song that BB King was doing?" And he said, "No, I I, I had to write <laughs> it." And we were like, oh. "Yeah, wait, yeah. is there gonna be like a soundtrack to the show?" Is I know that. Of course, I feel like there will be. Yeah, because I know even like I was, um, I'm, a, I was a huge fan of Nashville from CMT. Mm-hmm. So I would watch every single show. and Be like, okay, where can I get that song right now? And I feel like that's kind of how this is mm. because even though you guys are sound like you sound alike and you could go get the real music, it is. Yeah. It's like when you go to see a Broadway show. Yeah. And, like you get the album, you're like, oh, it's not. 
It's not yeah, who it's I just not, watched. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like this, like, I, that would be amazing just to be able to download all these songs that you guys are singing. I've been hearing talks about that, so we'll ha- we'll, uh, we don't yeah. know the answer yet. Yeah, and I know there's That'd not be too good much for you guys. Yet. It would be, you get yeah. the licensing off of that there or, is or talk. whatever. I mean, I mean, we we I mean, we had so much downtime. Yeah, we'd play that music every day. We went to studios and cut some stuff just for fun, you know, yeah. to try and see if we could really threw down some tracks. Yeah, I mean, we just we had the time and, and it's what we were passionate about and why not kind of work on the music yeah as, as well and I'm sure that just makes you more confident too to exude this into the role it's just the more you practice the more you feel confident so. Ex- oh exactly yeah. and that's yeah. how everyone also bonded it wasn't work you know yeah you, to, 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 we're so lucky we feel so blessed to be able to do a job where you come back from work and carry on doing what you, everyone comes together and they're carrying it's basically our job but we yeah. were all just learning the songs and, and re- it, like it was we didn't want to stop you know that's what we we enjoyed we enjoyed yeah. it so much that know? sounds amazing like just even to to have that camaraderie too around yourself all day and just be filled with positive energy and everybody happy I feel like that just makes it easier to just go to work and have fun and do yeah. what you love to do too what do you guys listen to just like uh outside you know just whatever in your yeah. car at the gym what do you listen to before the show <clears throat> It was completely different because I, I would I, I, yeah. had, I had some weird phases and uh, <laughs> but all old actually I, I love love crooners kind of Frank Sinatra uh, Harry Connick Jr. Tony Bennett mm-hmm. I had a bit I still am in love with that music and I love yeah. to sing that music more uh, as well mm-hmm. um, I started out with rock. And then it kind of went to kind of Stevie Wonder, Billy Joel, Elton John, then jazz. I had a You're phase of them all right. I had a phase of I had a phase of barbershop music. Oh, <laughs> really? Like what? Ki- like what kind of? Maybe I am like I don't know what that means. Barbershop, like have you ever seen Close like the harmonies. four men in Disneyland with the hats and the, the mustaches flat hats and, and, and they have oh, the bands around the arms? Yes, 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 That's just so. That reminds me of Elton. You know? Yeah, I do. I like that music too. That's fun. Yeah. I, I didn't know th- I'm kind of that I'm bad at knowing names of yeah. music and I'm like I like this and mm-hmm. I just start listening to it but I don't actually know what it is something I need to work on and that's what this show kind of helps me too I'm like okay I need to get a little bit more on my music buff side to know a little mm-hmm. bit of the backstory mm-hmm. I mean I never got into barbershop <laughs> okay. but the, I mean uh, you said a lot of them but um, I just can't don't stop listening to J- um, John Mayer mm-hmm. oh I yeah love John, I like a singer song I'm a songwriter myself so I like Singer songwriter like Paul Simon yeah. uh, and anything like that, like I, I listen to like all the time. I actually oh, saw a video of you on Twitter and you did a cover of Friends, yes, right? Yes, yeah, I did. Yes. It was very great, by the way. Oh, thank you. I just yeah. I was watching Friends and I picked up my guitar and it was a nice day and I got my mom to film me twenty times while I got it right. And then, yeah, <laughs> plus mom. Oh, yeah, the theme song. Yeah, the theme song. Yeah, yeah. I actually I didn't clap because I was playing <laughs> the guitar, but yeah. yeah. Well, that's wait. So you guys both you both write mm-hmm. and yeah. and do you compose a little too, or is it more just like writing? Uh, I've been composing more. Um, really, I I haven't. I, well, I've actually have written a couple songs since I, uh, but I haven't written nearly as much since I got the part because mm. I'm I'm just so invested. In it. And it's not yeah. that I don't want to. It's just that I don't like forcing anything. And I'm just if I try to write a song now, it might come out like Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> I'm, I'm so like I'm, I'm completely different. I write every day. Yeah. Like, um. Like so, I'll do the yeah the music and the lyrics. It all just comes together for me. But I like I'm definitely thinking of like I'd love to be an artist one day. You know, make yeah. make an album and get myself. Out. It's just all you know. This is all happening right now. Yeah, of course, <laughs> but, yeah. of course. Wait, what kind of music do you like to write? Is it? More uh, towards the John Mayer. It would it would be um, it might fall in that kind of zone, but they're just like songwriter like kind of. But I love like 
I I love current music like some Bruno Mars, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. So I write songs like that, but at the same time, I'll write an acoustic ballad or like a folk, even something folky. You know, I I might I'm still figuring out my sound, but yeah. I, I I I don't restrict myself in my writing. I'll write so like like a Michael Jackson or like I'll, I'll, yeah. I'm influenced mm-hmm. by so many different kinds right. of music. Mm-hmm. I just don't let myself like stick like, to you don't one sit genre. Down, you don't sit down and say. Now I'm going to write a Black Sabbath song. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Which, which, is, which is a talent in itself. And yeah. Yeah. I've written like musicals yeah. before. <laughs> like, like I just did. We, we've anything. tried to write together before mm. and the yeah. outcome's kind of cool, but yeah. it's so difficult because it's, oh, I, I did that line. <laughs> or I, oh, that was my chord. Or it's yeah. like I basically wrote the whole song, and he's like, "No, no, no." <laughs> Do you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, just kind of with going back to the show and everything, how has this ride been since it started, since it aired? How has the feedback been? How does it feel to know that the show is just—it's really doing credit to these artists? Kind of, uh, really, just such a lovely, warming feeling of, and you can't really take it. In it's hard to kind of mm. fathom how many people have been watching and tweeting because you can't. If you say like a couple hundred people, if you're like doing a live show and mm-hmm. you're saying, "Oh, eight hundred people will be in the audience," night, you can understand that. But when right. you say three million people are watching, you can't and picture it. You yeah. just can't understand it. And the fact that we 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 broke records with the fact that we had ninety nine percent positive tweets on the first episode, I was just. Astounded yeah. because yeah. I understand what social media is. The first I understand exactly. what I mean, the yeah. internet is built for trolls who immediately exactly. want to hate everything. And so I'm not saying get... I'm not saying our show is perfect. I'm just saying that I was so right. overwhelmed with the response that mm-hmm. we, that we got. Yeah we, yeah, we we got to number one on that first episode. Yeah. That was incredible, and, and we did again today in week three. You know that's amazing. But the whole ride, like as a whole, like the whole filming process and being able to become these characters and living in Memphis. And and so you're like surrounded by them. You you can't get away from it. it. It's kind of taken over our lives right now. And these characters to become a real person, you kind of fall in love with them, and and, mm. and you 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 feel so close to them. Like mm-hmm. um, that's just an amazing process. So like we lo- we love that. The, the, oh, yeah. It's such an amazing yeah. opportunity. And then to to top it all off, the fact that we get to do it together, you know, yeah, as twins. That's, totally. It's insane. Man, yeah. Memphis is, I've never been to Memphis, but that's, I would love to go because I love Sun and I love Stax. <laughs> oh, you should go. You I know, should go. I know. Because they have a Sun Museum, obviously in Sun Studios, mm-hmm. and a Stax Museum. And a Stax Museum. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my, a, f- uh, a friend of my friend uh, is a musician there in Memphis and he's on the Grammy board here in Los Angeles. Oh. And he formed uh, a group called the, um, the Bow Keys, which is he takes the remaining people from Stax Records, who the Bar Keys, and, right. and everybody that's still alive, like all of the wow. legends from that time, and they all they play around Memphis, and I think they tour to different places too. But anyway, it's just music, you know, yeah. major hub wow. of that's really entertainment. Cool. So I would love to see that. Yeah. Visit. Yes. Well, we are huge fans of the show, and just right before we wrap up, what can we expect from Christian and Jonah in the next like couple months? Is there anything new you guys have coming out, or is it just all Sun Records and prepping for whatever might be next for you guys? Exactly that. Yeah. I think mainly I'm I'm definitely invested in the show, Mm -hmm. and uh, obviously auditioning here and there as actors do. Yeah. Um, but I'm just kind of very focused on the show. You know, our storyline with uh with Peggy and and it just gets better and better 
a lot of it's real. Yes. So I think you know, after you know episode four, we actually really get into like all the cast is excited because we know how much it picks up after episode yeah. four. Mm-hmm. We're thinking if they're liking it now, you wait until you we wait, start mm-hmm. wait till episode yeah. four and afterwards. Yeah. Now yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is a question you can answer because <laughs> I might be giving something away. But are we going to develop Jimmy's story a little bit more? Because so far it's just sort of following. Where Jerry's, it's his where where his path is heading. I don't so. know. You'll have to wait and see. And, you know, and fingers crossed. You know, if we keep if we keep pushing, everyone keeps loving the show. We'll get to we'll get to see more even story. more in yeah. season two. Yes, I mean we're excited about it. We're excited for the next episode. Thank you guys so much again for joining us tonight. It's been a pleasure. You guys are amazing. The show is so amazing itself. Thank um, you. Yes, of course. And um, just right before we go, where can they catch you on social media? Yes. Okay, you can catch me <laughs> on Instagram, Christian underscore Lees, and Twitter, Christian Lees with three E's. Um, on Instagram, I am Jonah Lees, and Twitter, I'm Jonah Rules. <laughs> and Tamara, where can and you find me? And as always, you? I'm Tamara Brown. You can just Google me. <laughs> and guys, I'm Ali Nasta. You can find me on Twitter at Ali Nasta and on Instagram at Ellie Girl. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you next week. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 See ya. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 